Welcome, everyone, to your new home for all things wrestling and video games. This is High Scores and High Spots. I am Ryan, and with me, who will be with me every step along the way on this journey, is my older brother, my co-host, Nathan. Yeah, looking forward to this journey of video games and wrestling. We got some good stuff on today's episode. Uh, yeah, so uh, we're going to be doing uh, three episodes a week. Uh, we'll be doing Tuesday morning, a Thursday morning, and Saturday morning to give you all the information about wrestling and video games you can handle uh, 6 a.m. Eastern time every day of uh, those three days. Today, we've got uh, a fantastic show. We're going to be talking what happened on Rampage and SmackDown. Plus, we're going to talk the weekend of professional wrestling as we had two big shows um, from Impact and AAA, uh, plus some independent stuff. And then on the video game side of things, we're going to be talking a little bit of news that's been coming out. And we're going to be reviewing Shredder's Revenge. Uh, we both put some time into that game. And so uh, one of the most hyped games, at least for us, that has come out recently. So, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that was a game that we were really looking forward to. Yeah, so this is going to be a fun show. Uh, we got a lot of cool stuff planned throughout the week on our other shows. So, uh Hope you all enjoy and hope you would join us on this journey. Um, we're going to let's jump right into this uh, with SmackDown. As we all know, uh, this show was um, highly people were, were wondering what was going to on the show because Vince was going to it was announced that Vince McMahon was going to be on this show. And so obviously, if, you, if you're a wrestling fan, you know, all the news that came out last week was Vince McMahon. Um, so it was very uh, ballsy of him to yeah. uh, show up on TV. I don't know if that's the right word. Maybe stupid. Tone deaf. <laughs> tone deaf. Absolutely tone deaf. Um, so a lot of people were waiting for the show, and it kicked off the show. Uh, so Vincent Man walks his way to the ring, and um, the way only Vincent Man can. Um, he he was Vince. He was Mister McMahon here. He was not. There was no like. Uh, signs of anything being wrong. There was no signs of it was just Vince, Mr. McMahon. He, you know, it had come out that he had stepped down as chairman like hours before this. So um, a lot of people didn't know what was going to happen because they were like, is he going to come out and like retire? Is he going to come out and like announce he's leaving WWE? Like, what could this be? Um, this was probably the most anticlimactic thing that has ever happened in wrestling. He walks out. He says it's a privilege to stand here. And he says he's just here to remind everyone that WWE is then, now, forever, and most importantly, together. And then he says, welcome to SmackDown, and he leaves. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people reading into this, which, I mean, they're probably not wrong. It is Vince McMahon. Uh, they're saying that maybe he is saying together for every, you know, together is, uh, as in he's never leaving and that, uh, the board of directors could basically kiss his ass and all that jazz. But the thing is, yes, this is very tone deaf. People are, people are not going to be very happy about this because even if he didn't say anything, you know, too disparaging, it's still, he's out there. In front of this crowd, the crowd cheered him, but they're always going to cheer people that they don't see very often. And yeah, I don't look too much into that. Yeah. 
but yeah, he, this was, this was not a good idea. No, this was not um, a good look. Uh, I can't imagine that. I can't imagine that a lot of people would be happy about this in the back. Yeah, this, this was, uh, and especially like, I, I guess, yeah, he just came out here to show his defiance. Essentially, this was him just basically being like, you can't touch me, probably is what he was basically saying. Like, yeah, I'm going to do what I want. There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> so, but this was, this was a whole bunch of hype for, no- this felt like an AEW hype uh, for nothing, usually. This is like a Tony Khan uh, announcement. Uh, this was like, there's a whole bunch of hype and nothing came from it. Uh, so, was that the last time we see Mr. McMahon on WTV? I probably not, but you never know. Um, I don't see a way where he's going to willingly step down, and I don't see a way how they're going to get him to leave because he has 80% of the vote. True, but he has 80% of the vote, yes. But I think that if if the TV, you know, uh, USA or Universal and uh, Fox and Fox, if they if they got pretty upset, I mean, because it's yeah, it, it looks bad on them too. Yeah, because they're partnering with them. It does it does exactly. make makes them look bad. And if the pressure comes from Universal and Fox and they start threatening to maybe pull out of their deal, um, Vince may have to step. If public pressure and the news keep talking about it and it. It puts WB, it makes WB look bad as a company. He might step down as a just because it's his company and he doesn't want to, you know. I don't know. I this was stupid though. This was very dumb and uh, I didn't get it. I don't know why but he felt not only was it dumb for me, I don't know for you. It left a sour, sour taste in my mouth for the rest of the show. Like, I just oh, yeah, it really set the tone of this show and it was like. Mm, I mean, because, like, if again, what he did, for the most part, not illegal. It's fucking wrong and gross and, like, just disgusting in every sense of the word. But the only thing he did that could be wrong is giving her a raise. And so it just – and for him to walk out there smiling and happy, knowing that everyone knows what he did, it's just fucking – you know what I mean? It's just gross. Like I wouldn't want to show my face if it came out that I did something like that. Right. And he just is coming out there smiling and laughing. And they said like reports were before the show, he was just laughing and in a good mood. And I just, it's weird. But yeah, we did. I did say he did step down. Uh, Stephanie McMahon is now the interim CEO uh, of WWE. Basically that means Vince is still going to run the show. Shane, Stephanie's just sitting in his seat. Yeah. Uh, and they said Vince is still going to have a hand in creative, so nothing's changing creatively. I, this just means that, yeah, Stephanie's going to be there and just basically just, Vince is still going to be telling her what to do. Exactly. It's basically just to look good is all yep. it is. He, oh, I stepped down. No, you didn't. You're, you're still going to be there all the time. You're still going to have your hand in everything. So, um, Then, or, then Riddle walked out. Uh, Riddle basically talked about how he's going to take Randy Orton's or Roman Reigns' you know, undisputed universal championship. That's so hard to say. Um, speaking of Orton, uh, more bad news on the WWE front. Um, Randy Orton is expected to miss the rest of the year. 
Really? Um, it has been reported that uh, uh, maybe his, more than that. My, it might be until next June. Yeah, it's reported his back injury has gotten way worse than than it was, and uh, he's gonna miss significant time. Um, so, and we'll see what that means for the end of the show of the direction they're going now, uh, because all reports were that Orton was gonna wrestle Reigns at SummerSlam. Um, but now obviously that is not going to happen and the end of the show shows where they're heading and oh boy, can't wait. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so WWE's let's got, get into, WWE's got no stars at all. Right yeah. Now. So let's get into, let's, let's get into some of the show here, Ryan. Uh, we start off with the last laugh match between happy Corbin and mad cat Moss. This was the end of this feud. Thank God. <laughs> Yeah, that's really dumb that they have to name the end of the feud. You know, you, you, normally just it just end, but yeah, um, we got to have an actual last laugh match. Uh, Madcap hit him with his move called the punchline, uh, gets the win, and so Madcap wins the feud. Maybe he'll drop the name. God, let's hope so. Because he's not Madcap anymore. He's not telling jokes. He's all serious. Yeah. Um, after this, it goes a commercial break, um, and then I guess they're going to do a Pat McAfee Baron Corbin feud. I don't know if Pat McAfee needs to keep wrestling, honestly. Um, so they all laughed at Pat McAfee. Had the whole crowd laugh at uh, Baron Corbin, and then uh, yeah. So what do you his- think? I mean, I like Pat McAfee, but yeah, I think. They're gonna they're gonna oversaturate it and they're gonna overdo it with him wrestling. I think once a year maybe, um, but I think if you have him getting all these feuds and and wrestle more, it's gonna not make it as special anymore. Right? Because he he I mean let's let's face it, that match he had with Theory was almost the same match he had with Adam Cole. Yeah. So he can only and no no disrespect to Pat McAfee because he can he is amazing in the ring and what with the training he's had, but he's, he, you know, I don't know how much more he can do. And so you keep having him wrestle. It's going to start exposing that he's not, you know, he's not a wrestler. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess a match with Corbin is something, but I don't know how that's going to work out. I don't know. (laughs) That's that's a weird match. Very. Um, Then we had the new day versus Jinder Mahal and Shanky. Uh, Shanky spent this whole match dancing, and then uh, New Day got the win. <laughs> I said, I mean, what? What's the New Day gonna do? What are they doing? They're just having them now random tag team matches. Like, what are they gonna? They had to do something with them eventually. They had to break them up or something eventually. Just because you think they, if they're not gonna go for the tag team titles, what's the point? You know, like. I, and they're not going to go for They're not going to do New Day Usos again because I think they did a stipulation where New Days could never challenge for the title as long as Usos were champions. So, right. They're just going to be random doing random tag team matches forever. And it's that's not, they need to do something more than that. I don't know. Uh, then after this, Pierce basically had basically Sheamus and Drew McIntyre, who both didn't win their match last week, but they both get in the money in the bank anyway. So, what's the point of having qualifying matches if you're just going to throw them in there when they don't win? Yeah, it's pretty stupid. Um, what was? The, uh, why didn't they just do that last week? Like when they were both requesting to be put in. Yeah, they waited this, till this week. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't want to get this, but okay. <laughs> Drew McIntyre and Seamus remain in the bank. Uh, they joined Seth Rollins on Raw. Uh, and then speaking of money in the bank, we had a qualifying match. Raquel Rodriguez versus Shayna Baszler. Uh, Raquel wins. This was not great. But they didn't give him much time either, so you can't really blame them. Well, they didn't get a lot of time to do anything in this match. It was yeah. good. It was okay for what it was, the time they had. Uh, Raquel won with the Tejana Bomb, which just, they changed the name because apparently uh, Chicano or whatever means a, a cuss word in Spanish or something. So. Mm. Like motherfucker or something, I think. <laughs> I don't know. So they were like, oh, yeah, we should probably change that. <laughs> wow. They don't think these things through, you know? Yeah, you know. Um, so we were supposed to have this week, Max DeFree was supposed to unveil in- his, you know, um, his maximum male models. But apparently uh, that's he didn't want to do it because the presentation wasn't right. The lights weren't good. Uh, I, I'm getting very uh, real. Uh, 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 what's her name? What was her, the, the redheaded chick? Uh, Eva Marie. Yes, a lot of Eva Marie vibes here. Uh, I'm, getting, where, I'm getting Veer vibes too, where it's just going to keep prompting and they're going to well, do something, and then they never show up. I feel like they just—it's just like with Eva Marie. They don't know what they want to do with it. They, 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 they don't know what they want to do, so they're just pausing. They're just, they're, they're buying their time. And if you're gonna, if you're gonna start something, shouldn't you already halfway know what the finish of it is? Or halfway know what the middle of it is. You don't start a story and be like, ah, we'll figure the rest of it out later. But that's all WWE does. Yeah. Um, we had a very good promo uh, with Gunter and Kaiser. Um, basically, Kaiser was talking about how the Intercontinental title was created uh, in a tournament in South America. The first champion was a French-Canadian and he basically said all the best champions have been from, you know, other countries. Basically said the title's been besmirched. They're going to raise its prestige again and that no American will ever hold this title again. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Good well, good promo, but it's just that typical evil foreigners. Yeah, I didn't like that, but I if a let's hopefully this Intercontinental does get a little bit more prestige now that Gunther has it, but We'll see what they did. I mean, who knows? I'm fucking, they might give it back to Ricochet next week. Who knows? Yeah. Then your main event. So we only had uh, three matches on the show. Or four matches, I guess. But some were very short. So we had Riddle and Roman Reigns for the Undisputed Universal Heavyweight Championship. Um, two commercial breaks in this match. Uh, this was very good. I, You know what, man? I thought they should have just pulled the trigger. With the Vince situation... With Cody and Orton being gone, with no big stars, with Dota be kind of looking pretty down right now, you could have had Riddle win this thing, and that would have really got people talking, and really may have had people. Like, well, maybe they're going to turn turn the corner. Um, I think you should have pulled the trigger on Riddle, Riddle here, but yeah. th- they did not. Reigns ends up winning. Uh, Riddle jumped off the second rope, uh, looking for something. Uh, Reigns caught him with a spear, gets the win. Um, they're all celebrating in the ring, and then Brock Lesnar. Uh, 
Prague Western music hits. And here he comes to the ring. Uh, Wesner sends his hand. Wesner hits him with an F5. He hits the Usos with F5s. And then that's how the show goes off the air. Yay. So for the ninth time, right, I have kept count. For the ninth time, we are getting Reigns and Lesnar on a pay-per-view. So now, with the with the situation as it is, with Roman Reigns not doing very many house shows, not doing many wrestling at all, um, he kind of looked. Um, he didn't look great on in this show, like weight wise. Like he's he's getting a little big and not muscular. He's well, no, that's what happens when you sit at home. I mean, yeah, he probably is working out, but probably not as hard. Not when he's got his. Not when he's got his wrestling buddies with him, you know, yeah. everybody's pushing each other to work harder. Yeah, he, he, and when you're by yourself, that's going to happen. Um, and uh, I'm pretty sure he's going to beat Brock Lesnar. He's probably going to beat him cl- cleaner than he did the last time. What if, what if this happens? What if we just run it back to WrestleMania? <laughs> and we have... Seth Rollins win money in the bank and cash in again on these two and do the exact same shit that they did years ago. <laughs> oh, God. I don't... Uh, I, apparently, it's going to be... I, I don't know, man. Why? And we got to wait till SummerSlam. We're just until fucking July. Well, neither one of them are going to be on TV, probably, so... Like, what's the point of building this up now? You have to get through money in the bank first. Yeah, uh, really makes people makes really makes people want to watch yeah. Money in the Bank. Why do I care about Money in the Bank? We're building towards SummerSlam. This is just another TV show on the way to SummerSlam. Yep. Um, but that was SmackDown. It was all right. Let's get the Rampage. It was it was not great at all. Honestly. Okay, let's yeah, let's the, go to Rampage. Rampage started off with Dante Martin and fucking John Moxley. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just not a big Moxley fan. Martin, these this these two these two styles just don't clash. I think uh, they clash kind of good. I it think, was, I think it worked out pretty well. It was a good match, but I'm just not a Moxley fan. That his style is whatever Moxley wins. Um, I don't know what he's are. Why is he a submission wrestler now? Like he uh, never did submissions before, did he? Before he got in the combat club. No, but that's part of the story, right? Yeah, you wanted stories in your wrestling, you get it, then you complain. Because he's not a submission <laughs> wrestler. He learned from Regal. I guess. Okay. I will let it slide. <laughs> uh, then we had uh, Keith Lee and Swerve in the back segment. Swerve basically, or Lee basically says, um, I'm giving you 30 seconds to explain why I shouldn't beat your ass. Um, Strickland says, look, Cass, we've seen a battle royal was a single competition. Every man for himself, and you would have done the same thing. Um, so are they gonna break these two up already? <laughs> Looks like it. Good guys. I mean, it'd be a good match if they do wrestle. So I'd be into it. But again, then Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs walked in. So uh, I guess that I don't know what they're doing. Is that food not over? No, they're gonna get they're gonna wrestle again, I think. Well, they didn't wrestle each other in a regular tag team match. Technically, they haven't really done two on two yet. It, everything's been like one on ones or triple threats or six man tags. So, yeah, that's true. Um, then we had 
a Max Caster in the Gun Club versus Bear Country and Leon Ruff. Uh, Max Caster during his entrance said he had something to say, but somebody made me sign an NDA. <laughs> I laughed. <laughs> uh, Caster and the Gun Club get the win. I hope his tag team partner gets healed soon. I know he's got a bad injury, but I hope he gets it healed soon because he's definitely the better wrestler of the two. And uh, I honestly I think, feel I, I think they could win the tag team titles I, before the end of the year. I was about to say the same thing. They should have been, they should, they should be tag team champions soon. I mean, they're over, the crowd likes them, and they're not terrible in the ring. Just give them the titles. I mean, you got so many teams that you can afford to have, you know, them hold it for just a little bit if you want, you know? Yeah. Uh, TBS championship match, Willow Nightingale versus Jade Cardgill. Um, Willow looked decent. Uh, she did, you know, this is the third time I think she's wrestled on TV for uh, AEW. Um, didn't look bad here, but Jade obviously got the win. Um, she hit Jaded for the win. Uh, they go to attack her, but Athena comes down, and then Chris Statlander runs down to the ring. So who's beating her? Is it going to be Statlander, or is it going to be Athena? I would think Athena, but with AEW's history, with what they've done stuff recently, like with Ruby Soho, the former WWE wrestler did not get the win. So maybe, maybe it will be Statlander. I don't know. Um, and then we had an announcement that at the Forbidden Door pay-per-view, it will be a six, a three-way tag team match, winner take all for the IWGP, IWGP and ROH Tag Team Championships, FTR versus Jeff Cobb and Great O'Conn versus Rapungi Vice. This was surprising. This is this is gonna be the one match on this show that's really gonna mean something. <laughs> because yeah. A lot of the other matches, we don't see titles changing hands. Some of you know they ain't going yeah. to the their t- AEW titles aren't going to New Japan. New Japan titles aren't going to AEW. Yeah. But this one, this is interesting because that means either the Ring of that, that means the Ring of Honor tag team titles might leave AEW to go to New Japan for a little bit, or the New Japan titles are coming on to FCR. Man, I don't. I don't I mean, they're already ROH and AAA tag team champions. Yeah, but that's the thing is they've held those AAA tag team titles, and New Japan does not like AAA. Yeah. Andrade is not going to be on the show. That was a good transition because Andrade did say he was originally supposed to wrestle Will uh, Will Ospreay. Yeah. Um, But AAA basically told him he couldn't. Damn, that would have been an amazing match. Yeah, so instead we get stuck with Orange Cassidy. Yeah, but so I don't know, dude, because that's kind of weird. Yep. I. That's a it's a it's the only match where you don't really know who's gonna win, or at least there's a little bit of intrigue of who's gonna win. Right. Matches if it's a non-title match, you may not know, but this match is like, man, who? Which way are they gonna go here? Exactly. It's like they could go either way. They could have Rapongi Vice win everything because they got. And it's it's even representation. You got FTR from AEW. You got Jeff Cobb and Great Khan from New Japan. Then you got Rapongi Vice, who has one New Japan and one AEW guy. So maybe they win it. They did say that they were going to come after the ROH Tag Team Titles because they've never won it. And they did 
I don't know if they've ever won the 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 those. I don't think they've won the, they won the heavyweight titles. They won the junior the, titles. Yeah, so maybe maybe they're they're them doing that promo actually is going to mean something. Maybe they're going to win both. Maybe, and that would be a way to do it because you do have a guy who's on both rosters, you know, there. So on each show, all right. Know. That's very intriguing, and I didn't see that coming. I I, I figured they were going to do some sort of match with all of them, but I didn't expect it to be a winner take all match. Yeah. I thought it was just going to be for the IWGP titles. So that's interesting. Now, this paper might be, I don't know, might be kind of decent. Uh, your main event, Darby Allen and Bobby Fish. Weird main event. Uh, Bobby Fish finally getting singles matches. Uh, doesn't happen very often. <laughs> no. Uh, basically, this whole match was Fish working on uh, Dar- Darby Allen's leg. Um, because they had injured it earlier. Um, this was a good match. I love Bobby Fish, I think he is very crisp in the ring. Um, Darby Allen is gonna do whatever the fuck he can to put on a good match, so he'll let Bobby Fish do whatever he wants to him, honestly. <laughs> yeah, um, Darby Allen did get the win though with uh, the roll up. Um, and then Fish attacked him. Kyle O'Reilly comes down to the ring with the steel chair, they were going to pilbanize his ankle apparently. But then Sting shows up. Sting is back. He was only missed a couple weeks after having his leg supposedly broken. Um, Sting comes to the ring. They wrap it around Fish's ankle and then he does a fucking coffin drop onto the chair. Yeah, but you forgot to mention that he hit Kyle O'Reilly in the nuts. Yeah, with his baseball bat. Yeah. Yeah, that did happen. Um, but Rampage was pretty good. Uh, you know, way better than SmackDown. I, I, yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. So, uh, this weekend we had a lot of shows happen. Um, we will get to Slammiversary, which we did predictions for on our other podcast. Um, we will get to Slammiversary, uh, in a second. Let's talk Triple Mania. Apparently, this is chapter two. I guess they're doing like three different Triple Manias this year. That's weird. Uh, this is Triple Mania 30, Chapter 2 from Tijuana. Uh, we kicked off the show with a woman's Ruleta de la Muerta cage match qualifier. Um, this match had Lady Shawnee, La Hedra, Reina Dorado, Sexy Star, Mara Vela, Chick Tormenta, and Flamer. Um, Chick Tormenta and Flamer were the final two luchadores remaining, which means they will fight in a mask versus match mask. Why would you want? I don't know what this was for, but that's what happened. Uh, we had a Copa Triple Mania match. I don't know what this was. Um, Royal Rumble style match with eliminations, either pinfall submissions or over the top rope. We had Mr. Iguana, Abismo Negro Jr., Mecha Wolf, Dolce Canela, Nino Hamburguesa. Vampiro, Bestia666, Reg Zolo, Heavy Metal, Charlie Manson, Mamba, Pagano, and Cybernetico. Um, and Nino Hamburguesa wins the match. Again, I don't know what this is for. I'm just saying. I'm just reading off what happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we had another winner-take-all match. They these like are- these matches recently. Uh, AAA World Cruiserweight Championship and AAA Latin American Championship Unification Match. We had Taurus, Hilo, Del Baker, by, by, 
Hilo, Del Vikido, Bandino, Laredo Kid, and Phoenix um, in a five-way match. Uh, very fast-paced. Phoenix wins, and Phoenix is now unified the two titles together. Uh, Ty Valkyrie walked out and basically said that she wants to wrestle Thunder Rosa for, I guess, her title or the AEW title. Hmm. So we'll see how that actually happens or not. Um, Blue Demon Jr. defeated Pentagon Jr. in a Ruta de Muerta semifinal. So that means Penta now goes to the Mask vs. Mask final match at Triple Mania 30. Interesting. So Pentagon could lose his mask. So Chapter 3 will happen on October 15th. How do you feel about that? Do you think he'll lose his mask? I, I seriously doubt it. I would seriously doubt it, too. They teased it on AEW. The Young Bucks took his mask off to help them win that one match. Um, but that's twice he's teased losing his mask. Yeah. AEW or Triple uh, A doesn't do those masks match very often without somebody losing their mask. Yeah, usually someone will win a lot, but eventually they lose if they do a bunch of them. So, yeah. Um, so, but seeing who he's facing, um, I think I know who's going to win. Uh, we did have the other <laughs> mask versus mask match between the two women. Uh, Flamer defeated Chick Tormenta. So, Chick Tormenta took off her mask, he- revealed her real name and face. For the love of God. Uh, Psycho Clown defeated Volano 4. So it'll be Pentagon versus Volano 4 at Mexico City on October 15th. So I think Volano is probably going to lose. Volano 4, is that one of the original Volanos or is that like one of the Suns? Uh, I, you know, I don't know. No, yeah, yeah, he's 57 years old. So, uh, I think Volano 4 is probably going to lose. <laughs> yeah. Um, You're probably right. There. And he went through tables and thumbtacks and shit at his age. Fuck. That's insane. And then your main event, Dragon Lee and Dragolist. Dragolist. Tico. Wow. Christ. They were supposed to take on the Hardy Boys. And, you know, obviously Jeff Hardy was not going to be here. Matt had a replacement, though, Nathan. Mm-hmm. Johnny Hardy. <laughs> this was John Morrison. <laughs> uh, Johnny Morrison came out mimicking Jeff Hardy doing all the dance moves <laughs> and whatever. Um, Dragon Lee and Drewisco went get the win. Um Afterwards, Matt Hardy ended up hitting Johnny with a twist of fate, and then uh, they all celebrated. Did not sound like a great show. I'm not going to lie. No, not, no, definitely not. Triple A shows are always a clusterfuck. Like, everyone I see and I see clips from, it's like they're all just insane. <laughs> like, But that's the, that's the charm of them, Ryan. Yeah? Okay. That's the charm, huh? Yeah. <laughs> You watch those shows for the car crashes. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> sure. Uh, hear ye, hear ye. It's time to go around the indie world. 
Do you want to do around the indie world before we get to Slammiversary? Yeah, let's see what's up around the world. We might not go all the way in depth through everything, but yeah. Um, GCW held a show over the weekend. Um, they had the names of their. They had two shows actually over the weekend. So let me pull these up. Uh, which is they had a match on a night on Saturday and a show on Sunday. Um, so let me get let me get these pulled up real quick. Uh, let's see. What were the dates? Nineteen. Where are they? So on Saturday, they had GCW's You Wouldn't Know or You Wouldn't Understand. Uh-huh. And then on Sunday, they had I Never Liked You. <laughs> what a- <laughs> so on night one, which was You Wouldn't Understand from New York City, New York, they had a seven-way scramble match. Blake Christian defeated Alec Prince, Cole Radnick, Jake Cartwheel, John Wayne Murdoch, Jordan Oliver, and Commander. I feel like Jake Cartwheel should date Jade Carkill, and that'd be a power uh, couple. Mike Jackson, who is 72 years old, he'll make another appearance in a show I'll talk about later, defeated Joey Janela in 13 minutes. What the hell? What? <laughs> what? That's insane. Ninja well, Mac we've just set, we just set a precedent for Ric Flair now. Yep. Uh, Ninja Mac defeated Jack Evans in eight minutes. Jack Evans was injured in this match, which meant he got pulled from the Ultimate X match on Sunday's anniversary event. Well, that's great. Maybe this is why you don't have independent wrestlers on your pay-per-view shows. Uh, yeah. Masha Slamovich defeated Marco Stunt. So that's what Marco Stunt's up to now. Getting beat by girls. Uh-huh. I mean, he's smaller than Masha Slamovich. So, I mean. Uh, a six-man tag, ASF, Drago Kid, and Dringo Loco defeated the SAT. Do you remember the SAT? Yeah, from <laughs> TNA's beginning episode so we're talking 2002 yes apparently there's a third one uh will maximo uh he's a lot younger so i don't know if he's a brother or he's just like a fake sat i don't know but uh yeah he they, they had a they had a match uh they lost the spanish announced team yes uh asf gringo loco and uh drago kid one charles mason defeated nate webb in four minutes that sounds like a great wow. match. Homicide defeated a guy named Grim Reefer in nine minutes. <laughs> Jimmy Lloyd and Los Mazisos, sequel pay, and Miedo Extremo defeated One Called Manders. That's this guy's name. One <laughs> Called Manders, Mance Warner, and Matthew Justice. The GCW Tag Team title match, Bussy, which is a team of Allie Catch and Effie, defeated Jay Lion and Midas Black. Man, I... <laughs> End of the world title match, John Moxley defeated Tony Deppin. That was all one show. On the second show, I Never Liked You, which was hoeing from Providence, Rhode Island. So some of these people wrestled on Saturday, then drove to Rhode Island, and again wrestled on Sunday. I never liked you. 
Uh, Blake Christian defeated Jordan Oliver in what was all reports said was a very good match. Owie Catch defeated Lufisto. Kevin Blackwood defeated Jack Cartwheel. Cole Radrick defeated Ninja Mac. Drago Kid and Space Boys, which is Drago Kid, ASF, and Gringo Loco. Why are they called the Space Boys on this show but not on the last show? I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. Defeated Commando, Commander and Lost Massive Ghosts. See, we'll pay me at no extreme mode. Jody Janela defeated JT Dunn. One called Manders and Mace Warner defeated Jalen Brandon and Trayvon Jordan. Their name is Waves and Curls. Can you guess their race, Nathan? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to touch that. What the fuck? <laughs> wow. Tony Deppin defeated Dustin Waller, Effie, Jimmy Lloyd, and Marcus Mathers. Oh, that's a great Marcus Mathers, really? In your main event, Will Ospreay defeated the 17-year-old Nick Wayne. I think he's still 17. He might be 18, 18 now. Uh, I believe he's 19. Oh, he's 19 now? He graduated already? Uh, well, well, maybe not. Maybe seven. I don't know. I don't know how old he is. But yeah, uh, apparently it was a really good match. He's Man, this kid at this age already wrestling all these freaking people. Yeah, it's insane. That is nuts. Uh, I, I don't know how old he is. Um, but yeah, that was that was the GCW events over the weekend. That's, I mean, something happened. That that's they were wrestling shows. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Um, yeah, let's get to Impact, Ryan. Uh, so this was Impact Slammiversary. This was the 20th anniversary, and we had a lot of people come back for this show. A lot of weird stuff happened on this show, um, but it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to watch, and uh, I really actually enjoyed this show. Um, we had two matches on the kickoff show. Uh, Rich Swan defeated Brian Myers to retain the Digital Media Championship. And we had a reverse battle royal. And you remember how I said that Nick Matthews would make a return? He was in this thing. And at one point, he had Mahabalashira. And he did an old school, Nathan, but he did an old school around the barricade and went almost the entire way around. (laughs) While everyone else watched. Oh, my God. Um, This was a comedy match through and through. Um, uh, Old David Young was in here. From the old glory days of Impact. Um, Slash was here. Um, Chase Stevens was in this match. Um, it came down to actually it came down to David Young, Shark Boy, and um the only guy who's actually on the actual roster as of this moment. Um Johnny Swinger. Um Johnny Swinger didn't know the rules and he kept trying to throw Shark Boy out when it came down to him and shark boy uh but and then it's it's a reverse battle royal so you gotta get in the ring and then you gotta throw people over the top rope out of the ring and then it becomes a one-on-one match yeah um, shark boy won so there you go oh my god what a way to get the crowd excited to start this show off booty cook off with the x division championship inside ultimate x speedball mike bailey ace austin kenny king trey miguel andrew everett who replaced the the injured uh in, in Alex Zane. So Andrew Everett was the replacement. 
I think that's a better. Right. That's probably better than who it was supposed to be anyway. Let's be honest. I think so. Andrew Edwards pretty good. Um, this was fun. Um, uh, this was a very fun match. It was crazy. Um, all over. Um, Bailey, Zayn, and Ace Austin were all on the top. Uh, Ace Austin kicked Zayn off the top, and then Bailey ended up c- kicking. Ace Austin off and uh, Speedball Mike Bailey is the new X Division Championship champion. This match, though, man, the announcers were like, "He's gotta, he's gotta unhook it and fall to the ground to win." And then he unhooked it, and they ring the bell and called him champion. The announcers were like, "Oh, well, he's he, he won. Never mind." <laughs> <laughs> so great, typical impact. Um, yep. Scott Hudson was on the show, Nathan. Remember Scott Hudson? Vaguely. Uh, uh, Scott Hudson interviewed the Impact OG team. Um, basically, they just hinted at their former, the new, the fifth man, but they didn't say who it was. Uh, Sting was then shown, and he talked about his evolution and talked about 20 years of Impact. Then we had the Knockouts World Tag Team Title Match, Rosemary and Taya Valkyrie versus Tennille Dashwood and Madison Rain, the influence. Um, this was clunky. This was very clunky. Uh, the influence, man, they are just not. They aren't <laughs> great. They are not great. Um, Rosemary, though, uh, and Taya Valkyrie ends up getting the win. Uh, she was like dead. She was like leaning backwards. She sprung up, t- uh, scared Madison Rain, who ran into a pop up knee. And then Rosemary hit her with her finishing move. And Rosemary and Taya Valkyrie are your new knockouts world tag team champions. Interesting. Yeah, then, it was very interesting. We then cut to Kurt Angle, who sent his congratulations for 20 years and talked about all his great matches and rivalries and all the shit he did. Then we had Monsters Ball, Sammy Callahan and Moose. These two were locked in a room with no food, no water, and no light for 24 hours. As of the stipulation for a Monsters Ball match. Okay. Uh, Moose uh, was very disoriented uh, from that, but that's how he came and Callahan came out of his room and said, I can stay like this forever. That's how I want to live now. Um. These two beat the shit out of each other. There were barbed wire tables, barbed wire doors. There was a barbed wire baseball bat. There were thumbtacks. There was a trash can. Um, it kept going. Uh, Simon Callen hit three pile drivers, one of them on the tacks. Uh, Moose kicked out at one after one of them. After the second pile driver, Moose kicked out at one. Um, he hit a spear, but then Callahan kicked out. Callahan pulled out a baseball, a barbed wire baseball bat. Hit him with it, and then hit a third pile driver to give Sammy Callahan the win. Uh, mm-hmm. Sammy Callahan defeats Moose inside because I—I mean, he just came back. I figured they're going to get a win. Um, I don't know who was the face and heel here. I'm going to be honest. Cry was cheering for both of them, so yeah. We then cut to the Impact World Tag Team Championship match: Good Brothers versus the Briscoes. Uh, this was this was good. These two teams are very good. I don't, you know, I sometimes don't like the Good Brothers too much, but uh, this was a very, very fun match. I did not expect the Good Good Brothers to get the win here, um, but it did. Uh, the Good Brothers got the win with the Magic Killer, um, and uh, they're the new 
Impact World Title Champions again for like the third fucking time. <laughs> All I can assume is that the Briscoes didn't resign or they were on like a per appearance deal and it's over or something. That's Most likely. Because I don't know why you take it off of them. They were over and everyone loves them. So unless they didn't sign them full time and they're going to go somewhere else. It's the only reason I can think of. Which is very possible. But uh, they got into it afterwards, the two teams. But then America's Most Wanted showed up. James Storm and Chris Harris. Uh, they well, came out. And they were like, you know, we were back there. Chris Harris didn't say a word, by the way. Uh, he was just standing there. He knows he can't talk. Uh, <laughs> James Storm talked, and he said, you know, we were watching backstage, and we see two teams that love to fight. And 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 he goes, but we also love to have beers. And so uh, they all drink, except for Chris Harris. Apparently, he was the designated driver. Um, they all toasted. So they, good brothers and Briscoes just beat the shit out of each other, and then they shared a beer in the ring. Right. Then they had they honored Don West and Mike Tanay. Uh Don West is battling cancer and they, you know, gave a big tribute to him and uh shouts out to Don West. He was the most enthusiastic announcer I've ever seen. He didn't know what was going on half the time, but I loved every minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Don West, hopefully, you know, he can he can beat this thing and be all good. But yeah, Don West was awesome. <laughs> uh, and then we had Dixie Carter show up. Yes, playing all the hits here. Lisa Carter came out and talked about how the fans were the reason they lasted 20 years. She talked like she was still fucking involved in this company, which she's not. She's like, oh, you're the reason we're here and we're the reason we're still going. I'm like, bitch, you ain't a part of this company anymore. (laughs) Maybe she's trying to weasel her her way back in. Um, But this was the Impact Originals versus Honor No More. Um, And it was to reveal the surprise partner. It could have been a lot of people, you know. There were a lot of Impact Originals. Could have been Christopher Daniels, Curry Man. Could have been, which is the same person, by the way. Could have been Suicide. It was Davey Richards. Uh. Um, And Eddie Edwards was shocked. He didn't know what the fuck was going on. This was an all-out clusterfuck. This was a 10-man tag, so you know I hated it from the jump. Um, Maria got involved. Then Tracy Brooks came out and Clothesline Maria on the floor, and it looked like Maria hit her head on the uh, like barricade. Kenny King came in, who was not in this match, uh, but then Dio Brown came out and hit him, took him out with the lowdown and the frog splash. Um, Brian Hebner was taken out. Uh, Saban hit the cradle shock and PCO. So then Earl Hebner comes into the ring. Meanwhile, all this is going down. Uh, Scott Demore is on commentary. While this is happening, he goes, oh, by the way, I uh, re-hired uh, Errol Hebner for tonight. And Errol Hebner pulls down his sh- pulls off his shirt, reviewing a referee shirt, and he makes the pin for the Impact Originals. So, Honor No More lose, but in the most clusterfuck way they could have possibly lost. This was the... They just fucking screwed them over so much in this match. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that was really messed up. So much happened. It there, it was chaos that entire match. We then cut to an empty chair. And in walks AJ Styles. What uh, the fuck? In a pre-tape interview, AJ Styles talks about how TNA is the reason he is. And he did mention that WWE let him do this. And he thanked WWE for letting him send this message out. As he said, impact, WWE knows how important impact was to me. And so he talked about everything he accomplished. 
I talked about his amazing match with Samoa Joe and Christopher Daniels, um, and basically it said, here's to another 20 years of impact. Pretty crazy. That is that is nuts. Uh, they name-dropped everybody. They were name-dropping Bobby Roode all night and like Samoa Joe. Like They were name-dropping everybody. That was like, yeah, They talked Bobby Roode all night long. I mean, he's in WWE now, so I guess they impact doesn't either. They got clearance from WWE and they didn't, or they're just like, fuck, who cares? <laughs> We're not competition anymore. Um, then we had the Queen of the Mountain match for the Knockouts Championship Tasha Steeles, Deanna Perrazzo, Chelsea Green, Mia Yim, and Jordan Grace. Um, my God, there were some spots in this match. So Mickey James was a special guest enforcer. Uh, Steels entered as champion. Uh, Mickey James flat out at one point screwed Chelsea Green out of the match. Chelsea Green had everybody down. She was going to win. Mickey James just runs in, pulls her off the ladder, and takes her and knocks her down. Yeah, kind of just screwed her over completely. Um, Perrazzo and Green were on top of the ladder. Yim pushed them both off, and they crashed hard through some tables. I mean, that was insane. Um, then Grace ended up pinning both Yim and Seals, which sent them to the penalty box because that's the thing in this match. And Grace then grabbed the ladder or grabbed the belt, climbed the ladder, and hung the belt up to become the new knockouts champion. Again, the rules are chaotic, but it was a good match. <laughs> um, you know. Congratulations, Jordan Grace. That match was crazy. Um, I, I hope I don't want to see another King of the Mountain or Queen of the Mountain match because those matches are chaotic and I had no idea what's going on the whole time, but it was fun. Then your main event, Josh Alexander versus Eric Young for the Impact World Championship. They basically did a highlight reel of uh, every match that every person that's ever been in Impact Wrestling. <laughs> this was like the Randy Orton Edge match. Yeah. Oh, was. They did a Styles Clash. They did the greatest moonsault ever. They did uh, an ankle lock. They did like every, basically every match. They did uh, Abyss's moves, a black hole slam. They basically did every finishing move from everybody that's ever wrestled in Impact. And they had the Canadian flag on the hockey stick. They used that. <laughs> yeah. Um, they exposed some um, wood. Um, they did the Uranagi on the wood, and then Alexander hit him with the C4 power driver on the wood. Josh Alexander retains the Impact World Championship. So this match, this show was fucking chaotic <laughs> from start to finish. It was, but you know, I mean, it was. It, I I like it. I like that they talked about all the history of Impact. That was nice. Yeah, it was fun. And... I mean, it, it had a good like seeing some of the people that were in the like, especially in that reverse battle royal. You know, Chase Stevens slash David Young. I was like, oh, that's cool, you know, because it's Shark Boy. It's like old people. You know, it's it takes me back to the when Impact was on top of their game. Um, it was cool. It was it was it was different. It was a different kind of show. Uh every match had some sort of stipulation or was just fucking outrageous. <laughs> yeah. It was a good show though. I, I didn't mind it. Uh very, very fun. On to the next one, whatever the next pay-per-view will be for them. I'm not sure, but it was fun. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not sure either. I'm not sure what their next one is. I know Bound for Glory comes up in September, October. They did announce. Which always, yeah. I, I always thought it was their biggest. 
pay-per-view, yeah, but it used to be Slammiversary. Slammiversary now is overtaken it. Yeah. Uh, they did announce during the show or after the show that Bound for Glory will be taking place October 8th. All right. So there you go. Um, it's also worth noting, it says October 8th. Um, that's also the same day of WWE Extreme Rules. Oh, great. So they may be changing that. Because I don't know if they're going to do a pay-per-view the same time WWE is doing a pay-per-view. You wouldn't think so, but it's impact, so we'll see. Yeah. All right. Um, I think that's going to wrap up the wrestling portion of this podcast. Um, we kind of covered everything that happened. Let's jump into the world of the arcade, the the sticks, uh, the video game world. Did you just say the sticks? I said the sticks. Yes. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm not sure why I said sticks, um, but uh, I did say sticks. Um, let's get into some news and then we'll get into our review of uh Shredder's Revenge. So yeah. I'm gonna start with something that is kind of weird. Atari out of nowhere dropped a new game trailer. Um they just they showed it uh, just randomly. They were like, Hey, here's this new game. It's called Atari Mania. It actually looks pretty fun. Um Atari Mania is a game where you play as the caretaker of the Atari Vault. Um, the storehouse of classic Atari games. Um, one night, a dead pixel appears, appears, and then all hell breaks loose. So basically, it's kind of like every Atari game is mixed in, and you play different games in the same game. Like you have like Pong mixed in with Galaga, and uh, it does not. It looks pretty fun. I'm not gonna lie. It's updated graphics as well, kind of. It's still got the Atari feel, but it's like updated. Um, I don't know. It looks pretty fun. It's going to come to Steam. It doesn't look like it's going to be on any other um, console other than the Atari VCS. <laughs> but <laughs> it is going to be on Steam. I will probably pick this up because it looks fun and it looks like it's just, it's just a fun good old time. But who knew? Who knew Atari was making games? Yeah. I didn't know. But apparently there's here, here we go. Here's this new game coming out soon. <laughs> All right. Uh, there will be 150 micro games in this game. That's insane. Um, it says you'll fight centipedes with a pong paddle. So, 150 games uh, or mini games or whatever. So, I don't. Know, it's also got some unlockables like cool posters and art and fun facts and stuff. So, um, apparently, if you complete challenges, it unlocks fully playable versions of remastered Atari games, which is pretty cool. So that could be fun. Remastered versions of old Akari 2600 games. Yeah. So, yeah, that was kind of weird. <laughs> Just out of nowhere, Atari dropping news. No one expected that in 2022. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. What else, what else is happening, Nathan? Well, Anything you else? know, E3... Mm -hmm. Didn't happen this year, but we had all the news of Eve 3 basically. And uh, every company kind of had their uh, had their reveals of everything except for one, and that's Nintendo. Yeah, so they didn't do it, and uh, it was leaked that they were going to, and then they didn't. So I don't know if they just didn't do it because it got leaked, or there was never planned in the first place. <laughs> yeah, so that's the question, and um. So they uh, 
there is also a people saying that there's going to be one at the end of the month. Now they're, they're saying it's going to be at the end of the month. Uh, but it looks like there is going to be one, Ryan, but Nintendo fans are not happy because it's not a full direct. Apparently there is going to be one for the new two games that are being released. Uh, the next two games on the docket for Nintendo. And that is uh fire, uh, 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 What's that game called? Emblem, uh, Fire Emblem Warriors. Uh, it's another one of those Warriors games with Fire Emblem characters. And uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Yes. So, yeah, not a full direct. Yeah, so apparently um, either the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 direct is happening uh, on Wednesday. Um, at 7 a.m. Pacific time. Jesus Christ, that's early. <laughs> 10 a.m. Eastern. It'll be about 20 minutes of information about uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. That's all it's going to be. So, again, not what people were hoping for. Um, but, no, definitely not. But we will cover it uh, on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we'll see what that means. Uh, and they're going to maybe they'll still do a like a big direct this month, at the end of the month, who knows? Hopefully, you would think, unless they have nothing left to show. Maybe, yeah, unless, maybe they're just like we've done everything this year. We got nothing else big coming. We've shown everything. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty. Crazy. I know they were. I know they were very behind, especially all the first party Nintendo stuff because of COVID. They weren't. They weren't able for some reason. I guess you know Japan's rules were a lot stricter and stuff. They weren't able to work from home as easily as. American companies work, so maybe they don't. Maybe they don't have a lot of first-party stuff coming out this year. Maybe next year will be the big year for Nintendo. Maybe. Um, so we got a little bit more information. We talked about, you know, we've all seen Starfield. Uh, they they had that big reveal, and it looked amazing, and it looks too good to be true. Um, in a Twitter, in a post, they talked about dialogue because Bethesda is usually known for not having your player talk. Yep. Uh, that's going to continue in this game. Um, yeah. You will, the character will not have a voice as every Bethesda game ever. Um, so it's going to be that's the same as you're true. used to. Fallout 4, you could talk. That's true. And no one liked that game. So, so there you go. <laughs> uh, the Fallout 4 was cool. Good old, but it was Fallout 3 is way better than Fallout 4. Uh, but yeah, they're going back to their roots of having just first person and then you just pick what you're going to say. Uh, you know, stuff like that, which is more the Bethesda, the Bethesda everyone's used to. So right. I think it'll make it better anyway. It's like uh, I said, like they said, if you've played any Bethesda game like Fallout or or any or Elder Scrolls or anything, this game will play exactly like how you're used to. So that's I mean, at least they're not going, you know, hey, it works. They know what works and they're sticking to it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, also. Uh, in in uh, No Man's Sky, which is what this game is being compared a lot to, yeah. Um, whenever you fly to a planet, it's seamless. Like you go from your ship is from space down to the planet. There is no cutscene, no loading, no none of that. But that sounds like from it, from what they have said in this game that there will be a little uh, cutscene every time you go to land your ship. So it is not. 
It is not seamless, uh, which I don't really care, honestly. Yeah, I mean, that. it still looks crazy. I mean, ooh, it's not going to be seamless. Who cares if there's a little bit of a, you know, a loading time, essentially. Because now right. loading time is just cutscenes. You know, they, yeah. if they've made these next-gen games where loading times are just cutscenes or something like that, so... Yeah, and then and, you know, and they you basically pick the point of the map that you want to land on, and you just land. So I mean, it's, I mean, it's not seamless, but you know, it's it's suitable. I mean, you're gonna have over a thousand planets. You can't, you know, can't be too picky. Hopefully, this game has a lot to do on these planets. Hopefully, it's not just hey, there's a new another planet with nothing to do, but here it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, that game looks crap. That's going to be one of the biggest. Uh, if that is lives up to what it is, that could be one of the biggest games ever. Yeah, uh, it has the potential to be the greatest game ever. It'll it'll go down as one of the best if they can actually accomplish what they're saying they're going to accomplish. Yeah. Um. So there's been a lot of talk about Goldeneye being remade. Is no official word yet, but there is a documentary coming, which is making people think they're going to wait till the documentary comes out to bring out the next-gen updated whatever they're going to do to this game. That would make sense. Uh, there's a Goldeneye documentary called Golden Era. It's, it's talking about the development of the game and the, and the you know, influentialness of this game. Um, so that's coming out uh, digitally uh, on June 27th, so you know, next Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe next Monday or next week, we could have some official word on whether GoldenEye is going to be remastered and brought out on the Switch and the Xbox. Um, that'd be cool. That would be cool. So I, I think that maybe what they're waiting on. Maybe this documentary is going to come out and people are going to be like, oh, I wish this game would get remade. And they're like, hey, look, we did it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. What a shocker. We did it. <laughs> um, but there wasn't a lot of big news this week. Uh, no, I think it was kind of a cooling off period from yeah. the last week. Um, last week was pretty freaking crazy. Yeah, uh, what? yeah. But I did uh, try out uh, that PlayStation Now Plus whatever. <laughs> uh, and uh, <laughs> it, it's, uh, it is very interesting. There are a lot of games on there. There are. Not as many as Game Pass, but there are a lot. And, I mean, there's some bangers. There's a lot of good games on there. But it is very unorganized. Um, You can choose between, it just says games collection and uh, retro collection. Uh, but from what I could tell, they're both almost exactly the same, except you know, like the, the one that said games included all the retro games and the PS4 games. And then the retro just took the PS4 games out. So, but, the, but they are in alphabetical order. So there is no, no grouping of PS1, PSP, PS2, 3, 4, 5, none of that. They're in all in alphabetical order. So you just got to, know what game you're looking for. You can't really go by what era you want to play in. And uh, so that's kind of blows. But neither does Xbox. Xbox doesn't do that either. 
And neither does Nintendo for that matter. So I guess it can't come. I mean, Nintendo kind of does because they have theirs separated by system. But they're the only ones. So we can't really yeah. can't really blame them on that. X- Game Pass doesn't do it. So I guess they figured they shouldn't have to do it. Yeah. Uh, well, the problem there, though, is Xbox only has two generations. Three. Well, Xbox, Xbox 360 and Xbox One. Yeah, and, and the new ones. There's actually four generations on there. True, but this has PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4, and PS5. And PSP. And PSP. There's six, and I feel like they should have some sort of way of booking just by console, not yeah. just all jumbled in. If you don't know what you're looking for, good luck to you, I guess. <laughs> yeah. If you know what the name of the game is, you can find it alphabetically, I guess. <laughs> But uh, so I tried one where I downloaded a game. It was uh, Dark Cloud, which is a very expensive PS2 game. That's crazy. They put and it you download it. It was already on PlayStation oh, Now okay. thing. Yeah. So you download it, and it downloaded fairly quick. And I don't have like the best internet, so it downloaded fairly quick. And uh, it played good. I didn't have any issues with that game playing wise anyway. Uh, and then um, I tried streaming a game. I tried a PS3 game. It was, I figured I'd pick something that was really simple, not, not taxing graphically, not taxing like speed wise or anything like that. I picked pool or right? a pool game. It's called hustle hustlers or something like that. It's a PS3 game. And it worked for a little while, but then after a while, it uh, started getting a little jittery. And it said my internet was not, the quality of my internet was not good enough to stream, but it still let me play. And the pixels started getting all funky and, and uh, yeah, it was hard to play after that. So I kind of stopped playing that one, went to the other one. And then I guess apparently I did not exit the game the way I thought I did because then it said the game has game has stopped due to inactivity. So hmm. a little thing came up on my screen. So I guess you have to but, yeah. do it a certain way, huh? Yeah, I guess you have to get out of the games a certain way. Uh, but yeah, so it was very interesting. Uh, the streaming, I'm, I'm going to try some more games with a uh, little better graphics and a little more stuff you got to do. See if it's even playable. That's if not the, problem, the PS. Yeah. If not the PS3 games, that kind of blows because that's the only way you can play those games. You cannot download those games. So, and you can stream everything. Almost every game you pick on there, you can stream them if you want to. So that way you don't have to use up storage on your on your PlayStation, which is nice if it worked good. You know. If, you, if you're going to have this streaming stuff, you got to make it make it to where it works. I mean, I know it's hard because everybody's internet's, you know, not the greatest, but that's why you base it off of like a really bad internet. You need to make it to where it's workable on a on a not so great internet, so that people with decent to good internet shouldn't have any problems at all. Yeah, that's what you should do. Yeah, but they, apparently they did not. So because I, I and Xbox isn't any better. I tried streaming some games with my internet. Uh, on the Game Pass, and I, it, if you don't have amazing internet, and I'm talking probably you'd have to have like fiber. And not like only that, but you probably you probably need to have it 
wired in. No Wi-Fi. I do have it wired in. Oh, never mind. Uh, I have mine wired in, and it still wasn't working. So, jeez, you have to have like I think fiber, like terabyte hard drive, and like gigabyte, whatever, whatever the biggest internet is now, um, to to even remotely try to stream some of these games. Because my internet's not bad. I mean, I can play online, and I have no issues with lag or anything. Um, but it was just streaming, man. It was did not want to work. <laughs> right. So if that's the future of gaming. Uh, we're all, they're going to have to give us better internet. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Um, uh, let's get into our review here, right? One more story. Or one, oh, whatever okay. story. But this is something cool. Um, okay. So, but right now at Best Buy, if you were in the market for an Xbox Series S, and I know it's not as good as an X, but if you're in the market for an Xbox Series S, Best Buy has a great deal going. This is not sponsored, by the way, but I'm just, <laughs> just what I'm saying. Now, they have a deal right now, or if you buy a Series S for $300, you get three months of Game Pass for free, uh, a free day, a free 30-day subscription to Fubo TV, and a three-month subscription to Apple TV+. Plus. Nice. That's over $100 worth of free subscriptions. Um, and if you do Xbox's deal, where you're a new subscriber to Ultimate for a dollar, you get the first three months for a dollar, which means technically you could get six months free or four months free of Game Pass. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, six months. It'd be six months for a for dollar, essentially. <laughs> uh, so those, those are available now, I guess, by uh, the Series S's are coming more in stores. Series X's are still hard to find. Uh, right. But the Series S is becoming more easily available. So... If you're needing, if you're wanting the next gen game, next gen console, and you don't want, and you, and you don't mind getting the S, which is almost as good, just no physical copies and all that shit, um, you might want to try to see, look up Best Buy or Microsoft. Currently has them on sale on their website, so you can get some. You get the Series S's. X's are still hard to find, and I don't see finding one of those very time soon. But S's are becoming more available. So there you go. At least it's some. We're getting something. We're getting there. We're getting there. All right. Let's talk about our review for the week, uh, which is, of course, we said it earlier, TMNT Shredder's Revenge is one of the most anticipated games, at least, well, for a lot of people, actually. This game was pretty highly uh, hyped, and a lot of people were ready for it. Um, We played it day one when it launched on Game Pass, which, by the way, you can get it for free on Game Pass, which, uh, fucking hell yeah. Um. Also available on the Switch, but uh, we played it when it first came out that first night. Uh, what'd you think? What were your overall thoughts of this game from the jump, from playing it first time? All right. So the first time we played it, we played it online. You played at your house. I played on my house Pretty on the seamless. Xbox. I had no issues. Yeah, we didn't have any issues playing online on this game. And it connected really quick, which was I wasn't expecting. Uh, yeah. we, had, we had trouble figuring out how to do it because uh, you had to like one person has to make a room and then. Uh, but once we figured that out, it was a quick, quick connection between us, and there were no lag. There was nothing, which I didn't right. know being like a smaller, independent kind of game. I wasn't sure what their online was going to be, but it worked better than fucking like WWE's online connection. So. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was a very good connection. Uh, the gameplay was smooth. It was exactly what we were expecting. Oh, it was great. 
uh, gameplay was great. The, the, the sound, the music, the, the, the animations, everything was top notch. Yeah. It's exactly what you would think this game would be. Yep. Which does not happen all the time. Whenever you uh, play a game, you know, you think you have an expectation of what a game is going to be, but a lot of times it does not turn out that way. It's especially a game that's very highly like you're wanting, like a game that you are so hyped for that you almost expect it to disappoint you. Right. Um, but this game did not. It was exactly what we wanted. It was a game in this classic style of the old team and T games, just the beat them up side scroller, but updated graphics, updated sound. And this was fun. It is a fun game. Um, I, I highly enjoyed it. Uh, we played it. Uh, then we played it again um, on your switch. Which mm-hmm. again, everything worked fine. There were no issues. Uh, with three characters on screen, it still did not wag. It still didn't have any, you know, issues with quality. Which some games I know when they get more people, um, and more stuff on the screen, the quality kind of goes down. But we had a lot of foot soldiers on screen and three turtles, and nothing. It didn't affect the gameplay at all. No. Um, uh, the game is kind of okay. I'm gonna say this. It's short. Yeah. But so were the originals. Um, the only DLC or whatever you want to call it or hidden thing is Casey Jones. You unlock him if you beat the story mode. Um, there's only 16, 16 levels. Yeah. Um, the boss battles are fun. They're all they're all a little bit different, and they're they're fun. Uh, the enemies. You know, they don't get too repetitive. I mean, there's it's mostly mostly uh robots, mousers, and foot soldiers, but then they, they sprinkle in some other stuff. They have different uh, foot soldiers, different like the old games, different yeah, colors do yeah. different things. Uh if you've played yeah. an old game, you kind of already expect what's gonna happen with the certain colored uh <laughs> you know, yeah. is it's like, oh this one's I will one. say that this game is easier, I think, than the old games. I have not played it on the hardest difficulty. I played it on the medium difficulty. Uh, on the old games, I could not beat. Yeah, by myself. Yeah, I did beat this one by myself. So that, and I'm not great at video games, so that tells you anything. So it is, it is easier than the old games, which I may turn some people off. May not. We'll see. Uh, but the nostalgia of it, this was the, this was the part that got me, man, was this was based off the cartoon TV show, the 80s, not, the, not, not the comic book. Yeah. The 80s, the original cartoon show, yeah. not the, not the comic books, not the movies, just the cartoon show. And it had, it had all the characters. I mean, there was very few that were not included in this. Yeah. That, it, and, that's what threw me off, man. Like, there were some things I didn't because you know I forget about, and there was characters that were very minor characters in the series are only on for like a couple episodes, and they were in this game. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This game. Yeah. The opening like sequence of this game. It's basically the the original cartoon sequence, and it was so oh god, it was the best thing. It was so great. I, I loved every minute of it. Yeah, the music's fun too. Like when you're playing, like they got they got theme song playing music playing yeah, in the got, back. Got, I don't know. 
I'm not a rap music fan, so I don't know a lot of the rappers, but apparently there's some big old school rappers that did songs in this game. So uh, yeah, cool. uh, members of the Wu-Tang group, uh, Ghostface Killa and Raekwon uh, did some songs, and Mega Ran also uh, did it. There you go. Yeah, this was very fun. Um, if you... If you if you're like I said, if you're a fan of the turtles, you've probably played it. But if you like watch the TV show in the 80s, um, and you're I would fucking play this game. It'll bring you back. And like Nathan said, it's very short. Which again, some people may not like, but if you're off Game Pass, it's free. Um the actual physical the actual copy is only 35 bucks, which for a brand new game is not considering they're all 60s, half price, essentially. Um of a of a triple a title and for being as short as it is that's probably you know pretty good price yeah um and then there's replayability because you can play with different characters and all the characters do different stuff they there is uh, and there's also there's also challenges you can do like collecting collecting certain things in yeah. levels or not getting hit up. by everything yeah beating levels without getting hit or or hitting so do, certain areas with certain moves stuff so to like 100 percent this game you'd be hard because uh, there's a lot yeah. of special challenges to do. So again, you can keep grinding and like I said, there's six characters or seven? Seven. Seven. Uh, you can play six people at one time. That's insane. Which is insane, which we haven't tried because we don't know six people. Um, maybe one day <laughs> we'll get six people together and play it, play it, all six of them. But um, April O'Neil's playable, Shredder's play or Splinter's playable, and Casey Jones, which is awesome. Um, again, each each character has their own unique ability. Um, the story mode where is where you can upgrade. Uh, if you do, there's also just classic arcade where you just go through the game without all the special story elements of upgrading and the different challenges and stuff. Arcade mode is just playing the levels, like the old yep. school games, with the story behind it. Um, overall, this game is great. Uh, not many negatives about this game. It's what we expected it to be. Um, mm-hmm. I can. It's one of the best games. It's so fun. Um, I, I don't know what else to say. This game is great. It's, it's, the only thing, the only thing I could want for it is from is maybe if they put out a little DLC to make it a little longer. Just because the old school games, you know, they were quarter munchers. Yeah, you know, they, they weren't meant to be real long because they were so hard, and they weren't meant to be real long because you're not meant to stand at an arcade cabinet and play forever. Yeah. So, but these, you can save, you can save games now in this, in this day and age. <laughs> and, uh, so if you, if you play this game, save it, play, save it. Like I said, you could beat this game in like less than five hours. easy. And, and you know, that's not very long. And I would like to see more from it. That'd be great. If there were some more levels, maybe you'd fight. I don't know. There's only a few people that they didn't have in the cartoon that they could bring back, but maybe you could, maybe they could have a new story where they these enemies got together and and yeah. I don't know. You have some other new way I of mean, getting they, these yeah, guys they, back together. They almost had every enemy from the cartoon series. Um, even Tolkien and Razor were in this game. They they were they in were the cartoon, in one episode. They? Yeah, they were in one episode of the cartoon. <laughs> Which is crazy. They got the movie spot instead of Bebop and Rocksteady, by the way. I'm just still saying that. I, I heard that the, uh, we won't get into that, but yeah. <laughs> we could, we could, turn, a story. We could a just story. have a Tear Hurdles podcast. This, uh, and, but um, yeah. there's, a, game, there's a story behind that. 
this game is great. Um, again, if you if you haven't played it, highly recommend it. Get is it, it get get together with some friends. There's very few couch co-op games out. Uh, so this takes you back to the old days when you go to your buddy's house and you all play video games together. Get a couple buddies together, get your TV out, and just fucking beat some people up with turtles. Um, because this is a throwback in the best way. It is nostalgia to the bone, and I love every. It's so great. Um, so it's better with more people, but it's also obviously fun by yourself too. But I feel like the more people you have, the more fun you'd have playing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so it, it's just like the old days, man. And I, I can't believe we have a game like that now. Like these games don't happen very often anymore. These games that are basically a throwback, the games that we've been wanting back, you know. Yeah, we've been asking for. We've been asking for a long time for uh, a couch co-op game that's fun, and finally got one. So, I'm sure we'll, we're going to put way more time into this game. Uh, this is going to be our go-to uh, game to play when we're together, probably. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I think that's gonna that's gonna wrap this first ever episode up uh, of high scores and high spots. Um, I I hope you enjoyed. Um, if there's anything we can do to make it better, um, let us know. Because, again, this is the first episode of this. We're trying to get the format down. Um, but, yeah, uh, go ahead and follow us on all social media. Let us know you listen to this podcast. Any suggestions, you can hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, or Twitter, at Sabri, E-N-T, um, and Facebook. I'll probably change that back. Um, so all that stuff. Thank you for listening. He is Nathan. I am Ryan. Um, I don't really have an in- outro here, Nathan. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next one. <laughs> 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 oh,